And that's why we're doing this podcast right now that's already recording right now. I'm Eric Lee Lewis, IndieLuchador.com, along with Jovan St. Lawrence of IndieLuchador.com. Trevor Oz of Trevor Oz fame. Trevor Oz does a lot of things. Trevor Oz does. Um, Trevor Oz does what Nintendo don't. Yeah. But <laughs> he really successful consoles. Mm. Yep. I, I've done that. I've done that. Um, I've also started casting on the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time movie. At I noticed that. And I wasn't is that an actual right. thing, or is it a hypothesized thing that you're it's doing? It's a hypothesized. Oh, I was really excited when I saw that. I'm like, are they really doing that? I didn't think it could work at all, but it's cool. It's cool as hell. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's a, a hypothesis to start a conversation. Like, who would you cast as certain characters? Ah, uh, got it. Vin Diesel as Zelda. Dude, Vin Diesel would make a great Ganondorf. Or Zelda. We, Michael we Hewitt. Of, yes. We, we came up with a lot of good Ganondorf uh, propositions on the Trevor Nian talk show last night. Oh, oh, I, was say, I was going to say we could get into that, but... <laughs> we'd, we'd be preempting his uh, Ian and Trevor talk show. Yeah, 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 exactly. Michael well, I mean, Hewitt. it's already out. So. Michael Hewitt of the Jackson 5 fame. Um, I'm a little white for the Jackson 5. I have to go to my solo career. Oh, Michael Jackson wasn't? Not during the Jackson 5 days. He was All right, very Mike. black. We'll set your hair on. It's there. easy as one, two, three, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you don't know that, Eric. What? Michael Jackson was black. What? No, I knew he was once. black at one point. He was white twice, though. I, you know, you know, that's less shocking than the fact that some people don't know that you're black. I'm just throwing that out there. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Jovan's black. The blackest motherfucker on the face of this planet. And uh, 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 and and Greg Livingstein. Uh, also known as Gregory Livingstein, uh, Livingston. Oh my God, Livingstein <laughs> of such projects as uh, Return to Castle Livingstein. Well, I was going to go with the LPGA, which is probably my favorite thing ever that he's ever done. Oh, good Lord. Uh, which is uh, let's play video games. All right. I thought you were talking about the Ladies Golf Association. No, no. Like if you go back through Greg's old YouTube thing, which <clears throat> Greg is. As I stated on different shows before and in person on these things and whatever, he's my favorite fucking person on the face of this planet. Everything he does is just brilliant. LPGA, go watch them. They're fucking great. The ladies golf thing? No. (laughs) Ladies Professional Golf Association? No. Let's play video games, all right. Or let's play games, all right. Okay. It's just, they're fucking great. Let's we play games, assholes. Learned that people would watch our videos if we if they confused it with ladies golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could get negative views if you confused it with ladies golf. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that. Or Tiger Woods might fuck them, but nonetheless. Uh, also, uh, from the spider duck thing from some place with the mixture of animal creatures, right? Mm. I don't know. I don't even know if it's a thing anymore. Like, I don't know shit. But I'm going to pretend that's a thing. All right? The nature of animal creatures? That too. Now, now we've gathered here, because we're going to start doing something interesting, where uh, when we record shit, we try to 
not jump on each other and all this other kind of stupid shit. But this is just something that I've come up with a little bit ago that was called bullshitting about game bullshit or bullshitting about video game bullshit, where we're just going to sit here and have the kind of conversations that we've had with each other off the air many times or the types of conversations that we haven't talked about but yet want to. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Fucking magnets, how do they work? I feel you, bro. Exactly. Magic. Sure. Magnets or magic? Hey guys, I, I'd like to point out that the, uh, the the Spider Duck Network is still a successful podcasting network. At least recently. The stream's getting Starting bigger. That out there. Hmm. The stream is getting bigger. Yeah? But what happens if you cross streams? Then the world explodes. Or we save the world. I was kind of confused on that point. Mm, 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 mm. Everything explodes. That's that's the answer. Then, yeah. like, there's white a, goo rains down on everybody. Yes, like on their walls, their ceilings, just everywhere. They wipe it on a towel, sock, whatever. That's generally when Eric stays with you for a weekend. Well, oh no, I do my best work. I, I call it the Stucco Project. That's all. So this week we came uh, together to talk about, like, mainly one certain thing that's been going on. It's been a trend for a while. Uh, we've talked about it for a long time ago, or for a long time now, and that's The Rock's boob job that he got back in the late 90s. <laughs> you mean, like, the silicone he planted in the back of his neck? You mean Stuff McMahon's boob job? Oh, that too. All, all the boob jobs in the world. Uh, by those boob jobs, we mean games created by people that are kind of boobs, and those kinds of people being the, the Assassin's Creed people, uh, Ubisoft, uh, the Call of Duty games, um, which no matter who makes those, never change, or change, but they totally actually wink-wink don't change at all, you know what I mean? Um battlefields which are falling into that kind of area and especially the wrestling games that have this fear of change because they finally hit the right stride now I, the one major thing that i wanted to talk about was the fact that a lot of these games are still extremely successful and after watching uh what i've just been getting into which is griefing videos because they're hilarious as shit i've noticed that the call of duty community has just grown to everybody being assholes. So I really especially want to talk about Call of Duty here. You just now got into griefing videos? Does seem like your kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I never thought it'd be my kind of thing, but Minecraft griefing videos are the fucking most hilarious thing ever. <laughs> what the I used to the, love watching uh, Team Fortress 2 griefing videos. That mm. was the best. Video. Yeah, for the people at home, explain that, and also to me. I seriously have no idea. Okay, so a, a griefer, especially in Minecraft, they're people that somehow manage to get the ability to be a mod, uh, um, uh, um, you know, a moderator. And well, even even simpler than that, it's somebody fucking with somebody else. Yeah, like, you can go in there and fuck up somebody's world. You tell them that you're from a different place. Like, I think there's a website called, like, Planet Minecraft or some shit. And they tell them, oh, wow, we really like this place. We want to feature it on the website. Uh, we're getting some lag, so you need to go to the other side of the world. And what they do is they, like, set up TNT and everything and blow up all their houses then they tell them that they need to save to get rid of some of the lag, so it's all blown up, the game is saved, and they can't do anything about it except for reboot. <laughs> and then there's a lot of crying kids. But usually there's, like, some griefers that go out there and do it to people that, like, um, one of them did it to a German server where they clearly say in their rules, no faggots allowed. So they decided to grief them. Pretty awesome. 
so they destroyed everything. Uh, they turned all their castles into like sponge, and then that one is them. one of the best. Oh, oh my god, I know exactly which video you're talking it's about. It's fucking great. So <laughs> those are griefing videos. They're the best thing to ever happen to the internet. So so griefers are like the like anonymous for like in the internet that don't do real world things. Yes. Yes, and they're the best people on the internet. Not and then, necessarily. And then they're there's funny, well, there's people that like grief people on Call of Duty by like getting them stuck in the corner and everything, because of their colorful language of calling people faggot or nigger or uh, what is he, uh, the telling women that they need to go make a sandwich instead of playing video games. Like they sit there and they fuck with them because of things like that. So there's all kinds of griefers out there, and then they just put it up on the internet, and it's great. And I've been completely addicted over the last four or five days now. Call of Duty has a great community that's good for these things. Call of Duty being a game that hasn't changed in years. Well, you mean because Call of Duty has a community full of douchebags? Yeah, well, I don't want to say they're douchebags. I want to say that they're really douchey, immature assholes. They're douchebags. <laughs> well, I don't mean to use such harsh language as douchebags, but sure, we'll go with douchebags. I mean, let, let's let's get the brass packs here. They're douchebags. Okay, All right. fine. They're douchebags. So, <laughs> Call of Duty players are douchebags. Now, how many of you douchebags have been playing Call of Duty? I'm, I I think I'm just going to sell tomorrow. You're going to sell it tomorrow? Yep. Oh, man. Is it really that of much of a turnoff? Yep. Why? Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> no, He's no, too he angry to have a... Like, Cogent uh, criticism. Stupid. Well, I, I feel like he doesn't have to have like that kind of criticism, because this isn't just like the normal kind of show. This is just like Jovan being Jovan. That's the answer yeah. to oh, no, I love it. Jovan. Don't wrong. I love it. <laughs> uh, I, I just... The, the multiplayer... See, I didn't think anything much of Black Ops 2's multiplayer. I, well, I did like the Pick 10 system. It was just more of the same thing. However, the Pick 10 system did make things a bit more accessible. Whereas in Ghosts, it overly com- it's very complex how, how everything's so reliant on perks mm-hmm. and whatnot. I, I, it, it would hurt my brain if I had to explain it. But for the most part, perks are, are very, very... It's like the main like thing for Ghosts multiplayer. Which, like, leads you to being able to buy any kind of perk it looked like? For the most part, you you level them up and rank and whatnot. And it's it's just very, very complex. And unnecessarily complex, too. It's it's just complicated. Not exactly a well-thought-out system, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Um, The campaign couldn't have been more boring. Which part of the campaign? Because... Very there, there was that video that was posted on the internet earlier, this 16-second-long video that was a direct copy. Are you of talking about the Modern Warfare 2 thing? That shit I don't care about. That's but, fucking like, hilarious to me. Like, the laziness of the creators of that like, game. Michael Bay does that with all his movies, and no one like, yeah, I mean, thinks... I don't really think yeah. that's a huge deal. Either. Yeah, like, Michael it's Bay like did that with, at that point, yeah, right? He did that with Transformers Revenge of the Fall, and he copied, like, one of the scenes from Pearl Harbor where the Transformer gets dropped in the ocean, and he, like, copied that scene from Pearl Harbor, like, to, in, back in 2001. So, 
if directors can do that with their films and get away with it, I really excuse me. Less if, in like, all realism, the only reason why America won in World War II was the fact that we were using mechs and robots. So, <laughs> and and they were in disguise. Yeah, it was real life Pacific Rim. Yeah, yes, uh... Japan versus America, Godzilla versus while Ultron. while Reagan was president. Yep, <laughs> Reagan was the greatest president ever. Come on now, of course he was. Reagan smash. Let's be honest. Uh, or, or at least he acted like he was the greatest president ever. No, Charlie Sheen was the greatest president ever. He eats, took it to Mel Gibson. My Martin Sheen. My uh, I, I, I just like marathon watch The West Wing on Netflix. Yeah, the West amazing. Wing is the shit. It is. I think my favorite president ever was Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> out there. You just ruined America. No, what? No, no. I just helped America to become more <laughs> like other cool awesome hey you know what O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell was the bomb in Harriet the Spy guys she was also the bomb in Flintstones when she played Betty Rubble you know the the first real cartoon sex symbol Betty Rubble I was always more into Wilma really <laughs> <laughs> Wilma had the money from a rich family yeah I guess like yeah, yeah, okay. I can see the attraction to Wilma. I was never into redheads, though. Oh, well, that's your first mistake. Yeah, I mean, it's okay that you're wrong, Eric. <laughs> the redheads are usually connected to the white bodies, and it's just like, eh. 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 I think they look weird on black bodies, but that's just me imagining it. Jovan, I need you to do me a favor. What? I need you to get a red wig. No, no. Can you be like Dennis Rodman? No. Oh, oh man! Please wear a dress and everything. You know, you could actually do North America Korea. a favor and become friends with North Korea. Yeah, I don't know. No. You you could be that bridge. You could bridge the gap between us and Call of Duty peoples. No, Call of Duty peoples expect North Korea to invade America, not the other way around. America. No, that's home front. I think you're thinking of. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we we all know how successful Homefront was. Isn't there wasn't, to... there, wasn't there a game that actually had like North Korea invading the East Coast, meaning they had to go like all the way around the world <laughs> to invade us? I hope that's real. I swear I remember something like that. Is that like uh, Crisis North Korea? <laughs> Crisis North Korea. <laughs> Do they have robot legs? Because if they have robot legs, yeah, I, I mean, have... might be right. Was th- was that the premise of Turning Point, or was I just still a crappy shooter? I, I don't know. I'm gonna Google <laughs> it. You know, there was a first-person shooter that, like, right after September 11th, that had you going and hunting down terrorists. And I remember X-Play doing a, a coverage thing, and it's like, usually they censored all the gory games and everything, but they didn't mind showing everybody oh my, blowing oh up. Oh my god, speaking of segue, Modern Warfare 2 is what I was thinking of, where Russia invaded the East Coast. God damn it. Oh, Even yeah. though they're, like, 100 miles from Alaska. Oh, they have that the, the terrorist mission. Yeah, there's, the Russian. there's nothing in fucking Alaska to attack other than oil. I heard well, they wanted to avoid a terrorist mission. Greg, you just won everything ever. What? Because I was going to make that exact same joke. Except <laughs> I was going to say in the beginning of that game, if you look to the coast of Alaska, you see Sarah Palin sitting on her porch with binoculars. <laughs> 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 I'm going to be president! They're going to invade across that bridge to nowhere. Yeah, of course. 
Whatever you do, don't let Sarah Palin breed anymore because she gives her kids terrible names. Well, that's, <laughs> come on, they have great names. Yeah, but I mean, wouldn't you want to breed with her? I mean, no. I've seen Palin Palin. That's as far as it needs to go. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest with you, oh, yeah. I think that having sex with Hulk Hogan would actually somehow be better. <laughs> huh. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> We, I mean, we could always ask Brooke Hogan how that feels. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm sure that she would know how good her dad is. Oh, no. Remember when he posted that picture on Twitter of her legs? And he's just like, my daughter has nice legs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, him, you know, putting, you know, sunscreen all over her ass. Yeah, there's that, too. Can yeah. we change topics, please? I don't know. I figured and how, he, and how Hogan married a woman that looks exactly like his daughter. Come on, don't do it. Don't do a leg drop on us, Mike. We were talking about Call of Duty here. But we I well, can we, see that we are. This is this is the usual kind of conversation. This is what people don't usually get to see. This is this is the call of booty. This is the call of booty <laughs> and Hulk Hogan's cock. So, yeah, and wrecking balls especially. Oh my God, yes. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, what, what the, like, are you guys tired of the Call of Duties, the Assassin's Creed? Like, this I was tired is... of this crap like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I do want to defend one thing. Black Flag is a big change. It may have still the Assassin's eh. Creed name, but it is a pretty big change. I, I did see the big change, and I know what big change you're talking about. Yeah, There's a where you're hunting down iguanas, and fuck, dude, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've actually heard that my flag is a step up from three for sure. Everything's um, a step up from three. Yeah, three I mean, it was just boring. I just thought it was boring. I mean, it was Assassin's Creed, but more boring. I mean, like, I wanted to like it just because, like, the American Revolution has always been, like, fascinating to me, so I wanted to like three. I, I can defend it. I have no problem defending three, but, like, it, it still was boring. <laughs> And that's why they put in the American Revolution, is to just tug on your uh, American heartstrings. It was like the worst possible time period for an Assassin's Creed game. I, I just find it weird that in this one, it's like, oh yeah, well the Animus is actually just a PlayStation. And, and <laughs> they're, you're playing Assassin's Creed. Like, they're, it's, now they're, they're trying to retcon the Animus from the first game, so I think most people thing. could like that. It's yeah. so fucking weird, because like you look on the desk, and there's Assassin's Creed games. And you look behind you, there's Assassin's Creed figurines. It's like, what the fuck they are just you just broke like? the fourth wall infinitely. <laughs> I, know, I expected them to sit there cross-legged in a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt and say, Hi, Colt Cabana, to it. <laughs> They did not. Instead, they were just like, look, a new fucking Assassin's Creed that's really not too new. Like, the combat still looks the same to me. Uh, yeah, it does. It, it, they haven't really changed all that much. Or and, at all. They didn't uh, change it at all. And the, and the other one, which was recently, recently released, and about two months ago, I lost all interest in it. And that's Batman Arkham Origins. Yeah, that game was it, just... No. It was so repetitive and boring. It didn't even build upon the original game. It, like, took a new story and reskinned it. And it completely didn't realize, like, what made the other game good. And it, I, it was literally combat scenario after combat scenario where all I was doing was tapping X over and over again. So it wasn't was even so much that... I was surprised yeah. at how many glitches that game has. Oh, my like, God. I fell through the world in, like, the first hour of playing. Here's my question. How did you get to the point where we're already tired of Batman games? Like... The first two are genius fucking masterpiece games that took superheroes and put them I, in the I still honestly way. think Asylum was better. 
Yeah, lots of people do. I, I really well, don't I mean, think the city was still I really good, don't though. think it needed to go into an open world like City was. Like it, the city isn't bad. I don't think it was as good as Asylum though. Mm. I think the biggest thing Origins has going against it is the fact that it wasn't made by Rocksteady. So you have like a brand new developer not wanting to mess with the formula at all. Like well, they didn't add anything new. The developers that worked on Arkham Origins really fucking hate computers. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that the Brink developer Splash Damage did the god awful multiplayer. Oh god, that multiplayer! I, ha- I didn't even try the multiplayer. I just knew it wouldn't what? be good. What? There's multiplayer in a Batman game? <laughs> yeah. They're trying. Were they trying to make it like better, Assassin's Creed multiplayer? It's kind if of? you find out for yourself just how that. Shit, I, I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it had multiplayer until like uh, I was listening to like last week's Bombcast, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, and it has multiplayer," and I was like, "What?" Like. It's like the game's been out for like three weeks, and I didn't even fucking know it had multiplayer. That's yeah, it's got some fucking PlayStation One uh, third-person action shooter multiplayer. Like, I say PlayStation One because I mean, like, it looks fucking broken and bare bones. It's just yeah, it's a good idea on paper, but it was yeah. horribly executed. Yeah. Plus, on computer, it was one of the primary reasons for people not being able to play the single-player game. Like, their games wouldn't load if like there was some certain like config file changed. Or something stupid that you had to fix it. It's. I mean, like, the thing is, is that I didn't really have any kind of real expectations for this game. I was just going to, like... Well, you didn't play Prototype? I had all the high expectations. Man. <laughs> Prototype. I don't know. It's just, I, I felt Fuck like... Fuck Prototype had something man. that Batman Origins doesn't, though. Prototype was, like, viscerally fun to play. It wasn't first. That, when you that game got fucking story. old real quick. And <laughs> then you played Infamous and you realized how much better Infamous was compared to Prototype and you're like... Because Cole McGrath shit. is actually a character unlike Alex Mercer who is not a character. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I think that Prototype was really fun until I played it. <laughs> oh. One thing about Batman Origins though, it did have a good story. I enjoyed the story even if... It didn't really make sense, and it kind of like ruined some comic book things that I got wrong. But in yeah. general, it was it was interesting. Is the, is the Arkham series in a certain canon? Uh, yeah, it's uh, the animated series. Actually, is what it follows. Yeah, and the fact that a certain assassin is not supposed to be a member of a certain squad, but they're trying to make him a part of a certain squad at the end of the game. Yeah, I saw that after we talked. I think I'm about missing that. the reference you're talking. In about. the very end, th- for some reason, the prototype people decided to make <laughs> a Marvel slash Disney thing where they were like, "Oh, after the credits, here's a movie." Just to be like, oh, we're putting together a team, and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, Deathstroke, we're trying to get you into the Suicide Squad. Why? Hmm. Like, that's I didn't, not... I didn't sit through the credits to see that. So. Yeah, that's yeah, not. It's, yeah. it's not supposed to be Deathstroke. It's supposed to be Deadshot. But yeah, yet they go for Deathstroke. Yeah, in game, but they didn't do that with him. I don't. Yeah, I don't... you know that makes all the sense. Uh, I don't oh, understand man. the world anymore. They they fucking hate computers. Well, they turned Bane into the Hulk. Yeah. That yeah, was just Hulk awful. Smash. But to be... He literally did a Hulk smash. To be really fair, they probably recycled those animations like they did from Hulk Ultimate Destruction when they put it in prototype. Because IGN did a great side-by-side video of those two games playing next to each other. They had the exact same animations and everything. 
Even the flying animation is the same, or the gliding, I should say. I never had to worry about that. Bane didn't get to jump across the map, so Mm. I didn't have to notice that. That's tragedy in its own way. They reused fights. Like, you fought Bane once, and then you did the exact same fight later. You mean like like in Arkham Asylum? Um, That's the problem with Arkham Asylum. I'm trying to remember what happened with the Bane fight in Arkham Asylum. Everything was the same boss fight in yeah. that, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. everybody I mean, was like, oh, big Hulk. Big honky, honk. Yeah, big oh. hulking just running across the screen at you. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, Croc wasn't exactly a boss fight. It was run across these platforms, try to sneak across them. When he runs oh, at you, yeah. throw a battering, he falls in the water. It's like, They tried to shit. change that. It almost was like, a, hey, we fucked up uh, the Croc in the first one, so they gave you like an actual Croc fight in this, but it wasn't exactly compelling. Because people wanted that. Like, I wanted a croc fight when i first saw him in asylum well, yeah it was asylum yeah. i yeah. wanted to fight him so bad i was like holy fuck they made croc look amazing the one fight they got good was from like the one character nobody knew other than the electrocutioner which was just hilarious but uh, uh copperhead her fight yeah. was absolutely well, copperhead awesome. was always a guy but for new 52 they reskinned yeah. him into a her they did reference that though saying all our files say he's a guy <laughs> Which I thought was pretty clever. Transgender, it happens. Yeah. Well, no, it actually said like yeah, they like, had like pictures of like crossed out copperheads, and they had yeah. like fourth. That was the girl. It was pretty. It was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, see, the... copperhead, copperhead is DC's poison. Yep. I just I, like the thing that I still don't get is like this is the third entry in the series, and somehow we've gotten Batman fatigue already, or maybe it's not Batman fatigue. Maybe it's like people like me. This Batman th- game wasn't needed. I well, think. Yeah. It, I think it was I mean, just. WB Montreal just not doing a very good job. Well, of course they didn't do a very good job. They were put onto it, and this wasn't the love child for them as it was for Rocksteady when they were like, holy shit, nobody makes a good fucking superhero game. Like, you play the Arkham series, and then you go back to that Wolverine or uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine game that everybody thought was amazing at the time. You go back and play that, it's shit. Because fucking Rocksteady finally nailed it. Like, that basically made that Wolverine game look like that, or Superman 64. Highly underrated, by the way. Superman 64, great. Oh. My favorite... Well, I think that was, like, the best arc in the Superman series, was, like, when he flew around through rings to save the world. <laughs> and then oh, picked up base. cars and then did it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I bought the graphic novel based on that. Ex- exactly. Like, let has the ma- most amazing twist ending. <laughs> Nobody yeah, could go then, through these. The rings. final ring didn't close all the way. And then the surprise <laughs> sequel, <laughs> sequel Aquaman Battle for it. <laughs> like, this is the thing that I don't get. Like, these Batman games were something that completely changed the way that we looked at superhero games. And now we're kind of tired of them. And I, I feel like that could partially be because it wasn't Rocksteady that was on it. And it wasn't. Uh, Kevin Conroy doing the voice as we thought it was originally going to be because he accidentally spills the beans. Bother, that doesn't bother me as much. No, but there were a few scenes where he was talking where I'm like, he's blatantly trying to do a Kevin Conroy voice and failing at it, and it kind of bothered me. Eh. Whereas the Joker was like amazing. I don't know the guy's name. Who, Troy he was Baker. Basically, Baker. Yeah, Troy Baker trying to do his uh, Mark Hamill voice. It was fantastic. Every really character was. ever besides Nolan North. There was like any cutscene with the Joker in it is actually just is, is amazing. Like I think the first time you see him and you have like Christmas music playing in the background as he like robs a bank and you like give a big reveal and all this stuff. It's it was fantastic. Here's like, my the cutscene was really well done. My problem with that whole Joker thing is the fact that Black Mask is supposed to be your main villain. 
Yeah. But I didn't, but they were like, it. oh shit, we want to mess around with the Joker because Rocksteady fucking nailed it. So we want to do that too. And it's just like, yeah, but you're not them. You guys made the awesome story for the prototype series. Once again, I'm going to bring up prototype. I will bring up prototype every time I talk about well, them. The story was the good highlight of this game. And I mean, I wouldn't even really say that the Joker was the main bad guy. Um, but sure, there was that reveal. Like, at, times, at times, it did feel like Joker was overshadowing Black Mask. It did feel that way at times. I kind of felt like me. the bad guy. This one more than any felt like the city was more the bad guy because I mean it was kind of like you're doing random assortment of events and then the assassins would show up. The city's not that bad. Well, okay, yeah, I guess it is horrible because it made it so the world was dead and there was no people in it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, two all up on your face. <laughs> Can I talk about my biggest pet peeve for like one of the things they did in the game? Like you know how in Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, whenever bad guys would run at their gun case and like pull a gun out, like the alarm would go off, and that was fine because contextually they're stealing them from mercenaries and uh, prison guards. Yeah. But in this game, I'm in the middle of the Penguin's hideout, and the Penguin's henchmen are going to the Penguin's gun cases to steal the Penguin's guns to shoot me, and they still have fucking alarms going off. Like just that lack of context bothered me so much mm. every time it happened. It was like a copy pasted element rather than, like, thinking through why that element needed to be there. I feel like there was a lot of not thinking that went into this game. There were. <laughs> like, the glue grenade. Uh, somebody tell me how a glue grenade makes an ice platform, just because the ice grenade used to Um, excuse me, but that's science. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, aliens. Yeah. Obviously, you don't know science. All right. Yeah. Come on, Bill Nye, the science guy, he did shit with glue explosives. Yeah, glue. <laughs> Fucking glue. How I'm going to run out there with my elbows and try to make gluten a platform. Fucking gluten. Yeah. Getting gluten-free all up on your ice chunks. Yeah, man. Bitch. That glue was gluten-free. Did you know that? Yeah. That's why yeah. I don't glue. That means you can lick the ice if you're allergic to gluten. Say what up? Yeah. Icicles, bitch. But you were talking about copying and pasting, which is the problem. Like, that is the main thing that we're talking about here today is like Assassin's Creed with a lot of the copy and pasting uh, different assassin almost every time, except for when you have Ezio who was just fucking great. And they knew that they captured lightning in a bottle, uh, but usually everything stayed the same except for this one's changed because they've allowed you to say, Hey, this is a video game. You're playing a video game. Guess what? Now you're out of the video game, but you're playing a video game that you're out of a video game about a video game maker making a video game. From the video games that you played before. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, 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 like, sure, that's weird, and that's different, and I feel like that's kind of the thing that they played off on. That and people have this weird love towards pirates that I never understood, because they always had scurvy, and are chat and buggets, and probably this ate it. kind of like combining pirates and ninjas, wasn't it? Uh, well, yeah, I, yeah, kind of. But, like... Oh, no, I like pirates a lot. See? I relate to people who have vitamin C deficiencies. Yes! Okay, I kind of have a vitamin C deficiency. I'm You'll get some lemonade to... right now, actually. I'm about to eat a <laughs> vitamin C tablet. Say what? I'm going to snort that shit. What? Yeah, you got to get it straight into the bloodstream. <laughs> okay, I'll hold it down. No shoot it up. Can I? Shoot it up. Hey, nurse. There, there are certain games that do that well, though, like the copy and pasting, like trying to do different things within a, within a familiar element. I, like uh, Mass Effect games, I think, are a great uh, example of that. It's like it's a familiar shell where they expand upon it when you uh, don't really get tired of it. Every time, though, like 
every one of those was different from the last one. Like, the first one was very much in the vein of, like, uh, Old Republic or Knights of the Old Republic with the yeah, well, elements and less of the action. The second one was much more action-oriented and keeping your squad alive. And the third one was more along the lines of... War. Yeah, I was going to say that, actually. Yeah. It was, like, a lot of Gears of War elements and... Uh, that, that's like contextually changing the gameplay elements they already had to make it work in a different manner. Like, the gameplay from 1 to 2 is definitely a major difference, but the gameplay between 2 and 3 was very similar. They just put it in a different package, and it worked differently, and that's what made them amazing. Yeah. Which none of these games we're talking about really do that. Oh, oh, and just so we're not talking to only AAA games, there's a lot of games that uh, do a lot of the... Um side-scrolling Metroidvania things in the indie world now, and there's even more of them coming out now. So there's a lot of that, and that's going to be fatigued very soon, but that just happened last year with roguelikes. So, like, I, I like, I like making some side-scrolling Metroidvania games, but, like, I'm not going to sit there and play them all the goddamn time, guys. Like, yeah, seriously. Unless you do it really well. You have to do it really fucking well for it to work. Like, Rogue Legacy, as much as I don't like to talk about Rogue Legacy anymore, it's one of those games that did it fucking perfect. It was the first game in a long time to really do it in a perfect manner. Uh, Guacamelee was a a perfect example of how to do these things. Guacamelee was so fucking different. Uh, You know, Foul Play, uh, which kind of in a little bit of a way, followed in the footsteps of Castle Crashers, in my opinion, it did a lot of the same things as Castle Crashers, but I thought it was, like, something that made me forget Castle Crashers even existed because Foul Play yeah. was that fucking good. Foul Play is kind of an interesting point because it also came out alongside uh, Charlie Murder, which was very mm-hmm. much something I had already seen, and I everybody's completely forgotten Charlie Murder. I, I don't, didn't even know anybody really knew about Charlie Murder, and I feel kind of... I, out, I, I kind of forgot about it. Like, I like Scott Studios' earlier stuff, um, but, like, Charlie Murder just seemed like it was going to be more of the same, and it's like, okay, we've seen this game before. Um, I think I kind of got... I've gotten my fill of yeah. this. Dishwasher yeah. was all right. <laughs> I really enjoyed the Dishwasher games. Oh, fuck. What's the other one, Joe Bob? So, uh, uh, the, the one with the furries in it. That did it zero. really well. What? Oh, talking about uh, Dustin Elysian Tale. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That was a great game. Yeah, like those are the kinds of games that like take those old styles and do something new and different with them to the point where you stop and you think, "Oh wait, I'm playing a side-scrolling beat 'em up," and there's a lot of those motherfuckers around. But it feels so different, you don't think about it, and that's kind of my problem on this other level with AAA games where they find something and they stick to it and they won't fucking change a goddamn thing because it was so successful beforehand. Well, they're, they're going to stick to it until it stops selling. That's kind of the... And that's the shitty part because apparently Call of Duty Ghosts just pulled a, mil- or a billion dollars worth or a billion yeah, dollars or something. Yeah, if you look at re- review scores, there it's down a lot from Black Ops 2. Which is kind of proving the point of the, the yeah. series fatigue. Like... Finally, yeah. some reviewers are realizing, hey, I, yeah. we got to quit this fucking high score bullshit. I mean, I can understand the high scores for Black Ops 2 to an extent. Because for me personally, I really liked the campaign um, in Black Ops I 2. Even, I mean, it's it's all, you know, matter of opinion. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, but I thought the multiplayer was shit because I just don't like Call of Duty multiplayer but at this point. Didn't Tony Hawk Studios um, make this one? 
Neversoft. <laughs> yeah, Neversoft. Can you use the Tony Hawk Neversoft? Live board on this? Neversoft did the extinction mode, which oh, okay. I didn't get to talk about yet. Mm. There's not much to talk about because as much as I enjoy as much as I enjoy shooting up aliens or whatever, there's only one map. I played that for really? two. I know what this. Yeah, there's yeah, the the, the extinction mode. Flying. There's only there's only one map. For now, don't worry. They'll roll out more with a with an extra price. But yeah, that's lame. I actually. feel like that's not the, a big enough change. I feel like that's kind of the thing that reviewers have. I mean, I, I like extinction mode is it's fun. Like I like what they did with it. Like there's classes and stuff like that. It's it, like they fleshed it out a bit more than Call of Duty Zombies did. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems interesting, and I hated zombies, by the way. But it really um, fucking looks so much like Left 4 Dead to me that I yeah, it does. I'm excited about it. It's Left 4 Dead without without the limitations of the Source engine. Why do I want that? Like, I've played. I don't know. Zombies just always seemed. It seemed like like it was nice and fucking complicated like, and convoluted yeah, and. I thought it was like a nice little like novelty Easter egg mode in World at War, but then it got obnoxious with Black Ops and Black Ops Two. Because everybody uh, loved it in World at War, so yeah. <clears throat> let's add it to Infinity. Now, doing it. now, just to bring him in on this conversation because he's so quiet, it's kind of my problem that I ran into with Sonic the Hedgehog, Mr. Gregg. Oh, holy! Okay, I was expecting you to go with Mario. Well, Mario's an obvious example that doesn't even need to be brought up. I actually think Mario changes a lot between games. Mario's changing. I think they're not changing a lot. I think they're changing very subtly. But whenever I say Mario, I kind of meaning like the main franchise between sixty four to Sunshine to Galaxy. I'm not. I don't really play two D Don't talk shit about Sunshine. Fucking Sunshine. I mean, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think for Mario, you kind of have to look at it based on generation. Like, the difference between, like, what console generation is that? Oh, like, uh... So, uh, how the new Super Mario Bros. on DS and 3DS were exactly the same? Mm. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Like, the the new Mario stuff is is dumb. Like, new Super Mario Bros. 2 on Wii or whatever the fuck it's called. You'll get a million coins for nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, that and fucking, um... The, I... the Super Mario 3D World coming out, like... Really? I actually like, like that game. I actually, I, I thought that yeah, game was, was totally really stupid. I thought, 3D like, Land 3D was World good. For, yeah, I thought 3D World for the Wii U, the upcoming one, I, I'm thinking, like, okay, this is really, really safe, and they're doing absolutely nothing with it. And then I played yeah. it, and then just, okay, it's still I, pretty I safe. Really but good things about that, which is really weird to me. Like, I've been hearing nothing but good. It looks like a good game, but it also looks like a game I've already played. Mm-hmm. And that's my feeling on Sonic, because, like, they, that's, man, they, I've, they've tried a lot with the Sonic Adventure type thing, because Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 did so well. They did, oh, no. they did Sonic 06, that's pretty much the only thing that's comparable to Sonic Adventure 1. Shadow the Hedgehog? Shadow the Hedgehog is not at all in the Sonic Adventure formula. That is totally <laughs> that formula, except for with guns. I'll I try. I call it more the... Sonic Adventure 2 vein, which comes out of Nights into Dreams. Oh, there, there was Heroes. I mean, like Heroes had its own feel. There was Sonic and Chaotix also, or whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, I I tried the demo 
for Sonic Lost Worlds at a at a local game store that had the demo on their Wii U, and I don't know. Assholes. It was fucking slow, and I hated it. Yeah, they nerfed your Did speed you know that so there was a run button. Control. I didn't know there was a run button because the game didn't fucking tell me. Oh yeah, the tutorials <laughs> are really obnoxious and obscure. I don't need tutorials. Uh, fuck tutorials. Yeah, I, but I, I mean, for for that, since it was a demo, like I kind of expected it. Um, but then I I was I also wasn't like I was just playing it to kill time more than anything else. But I don't know. Even I, with a run button, it's still I don't know. It just it's I, not I, a game that I really wanted to keep playing. Like I couldn't see myself buying it and sitting there and playing. Well, like the, one of the bigger complaints for Sonic games was that he's too damn fast, so he's not. Like, he's very hard to control because he's so fast, so they oh, nerfed his the speed. That's the fucking fun of Sonic games. <laughs> well, if he's so fast, why did he need a car to race? If he's so fast, how are those chili dogs not wearing them out? <laughs> exactly, see? <laughs> fucking um, blue so I, But I would say, like, the point of, you know, having a run button is a great example of how Sonic constantly tries to evolve, and, uh, you know, sometimes people don't like it. Well, actually, most of the time, people don't like it, but... Uh, because <laughs> it's overdone. He tries to evolve? I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I think it tries to take everybody else's ideas. Like, Sonic Lost World looks like um, Sonic meets Super Mario Galaxy. Like, it tried for that Super Mario Galaxy, like, vantage point, um, but it's still trying to be Sonic Adventure at the same time, and it doesn't work. But Well, it takes the... I mean, it's got the... Galaxy Planetoid idea, sure, but it uh, imbues it with the, the sonic sense of exploration and, uh, you know, the layered pathing, I, I, which I find a much deeper sense of structure than anything Galaxy had. I, I think that, like, the thing that I see from the outside looking in, because I absolutely refuse to play Sonic games because... I won't spend my money on them, and if somebody sends it to me, I can think of, like, something better I could do to spend my time with, like, stick a knuckle in my ass or something. I don't know. I feel like that would be better. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be offensive about Sonic, but I just can't deal with Sonic. So it's kind of one of those things where I look at it from an outside perspective, and I see, oh, Sonic Colors is trying to go back to the old way, and now, like, the last two or three games have been trying to go back to the old way of Sonic, because people got tired of, I'm a were-pig hog. Which I still defend to this day. I will defend the were-hog to this day. Don't it's care. It's funny you bring up Colors as trying to return to old Sonic, because it cribs much more off of Donkey Kong Country than any Sonic game. Yeah, I feel like Colors was kind of that hitting something different a little bit more. I didn't actually mean Colors, I meant to go with Generations. Oh, oh. But, yeah, sorry. Colors looked a little bit different, which seemed like they were trying to take this in a new, better direction, and it just, with seeing this latest one, it looks a lot of the same that I've seen before. Like, there's a, there's a certain lack of innovation that I'm seeing now with a lot of different things, and I'm starting to see this with, like, a lot of indies also looking at each other and saying, oh, somebody else did this, I think I can do it better. And some of them actually do, because there's a lot of love put into it. I mean, look at Super Meat Boy and uh, Concerned Joe. Same game. I mean, really. <laughs> okay, that's a joke. I don't really mean that. Everybody go to Concerned-Joe.com. Actually, that it's is... just, you know, the hyphen's not there anymore. Yeah, there's no hyphen. The hyphen's gone, motherfucker, is... 
no longer there either. Motherfucker.com. Well, no, if you went to, uh, there was an indie luchador joke involved with that, where if you went to concerned-joe.com, or was it just concerned-joe.com, one of them, and, his, and he turned uh, Joe into a red-looking Super Meat Boy-type character, and it said, the hyphen's gone, motherfucker, and that was a joke towards us. But that's gone now. Sadly. Yeah. It switched over. But, I mean, like, that's a kind of game that's been compared to Super Meat Boy a million times at this point in time, and still a, almost a daily joke between me and Nick is, like, the fact that it's the same game, but it's not at all. Like, it kind of has that style, but it's something completely different that I've never actually seen in something. That's why I've become so attached to that project, and who knows where that could go. But, like, there's there's this innovation that's missing, and I feel like that's kind of the scary part on the AAA play, uh, side of things, because of there's these people in suits above them telling them what they can and cannot do. And my fear is that we're getting to a point where we've got the new consoles coming out. We need those new consoles to do well. Are these still going to be the backbone? And if these are going to be the backbone, when are people going to get tired of those? And when well, are these systems going to be cri- uh, crippled? I mean, that's also why there's no middle ground anymore. Yeah. Because the, the, those mid-tier games just don't sell at all, and they fail. And that's why we slowly are seeing those eliminated, where we only see, you know, the small, smaller, not even just indie titles, but even the smaller, you know, 10 to mobile $15 titles. Mobile um, stuff. And then yeah. The AAA stuff. <laughs> we need FDR to bring back the middle class. Yes, we do. But I do think I do think a lot of innovation actually gets lost whenever you're just looking at a lot of superficially. Uh, I think Zelda might be a good example. If you if you take out um, Twilight Princess, which was blatantly trying to go back to the Ocarina of Time format, mm-hmm. Zelda is pretty significantly different from t- each title actually, to each title. Um, even Twilight Princess, you could argue that there's heavy development in the combat. There's a lot of development in the combat, but they yeah. still With try the to keep to that. Especially. They, 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 <laughs> keep to a, they keep to a core, um, let's, let's just call it like a, a gameplay tree, and yeah. then they build around it. They build, a different, they build different foliage around it. And, and that's, that's one of those uh, franchises that's actually grown every time. I, I mean... And just to throw a joke in here, they've even grown with the, the tutorials and how long those take to get through. <laughs> but oh, good Lord. in all seriousness, they actually grow upon those games every time, even though I still think the best that they've ever done, and this isn't because the remake came out, but the best I think they ever did was The Wind Waker. Because it still looked good. It didn't even need an yeah, HD. Yeah, I, I think that either Majora's Mask or Twilight Princess deserved a HD. Well, I think. More than, well, I, I prefer uh, Wind Waker. I think in a bottle, when not like looking at what came before it, I do think Twilight Princess is technically the, the best of the games. But then I look back and I'm seeing, well, Ocarina of Time did. It's kind of trying to be more like that, which kind of like taints it in my mind. But I, I, the one thing that did, did that I don't think they do they didn't even do in a uh, skyward sword that came after it was they had more organic dungeons which i absolutely loved mm. like uh you were going through uh like a mansion of the, of a frost giant rather than just going to an ice temple uh, the mining facility in skyward sword was pretty unique I yeah mean, especially especially when you went back to it or uh, what was it you had to do the uh the boat where you turned the sand into water yeah. that was amazing and i just wanted to know what that would have looked like on something other than the wii 
Because that, <laughs> that was gorgeous. Because oh, that was one of the coolest. Like, I didn't like that game at all, but that that level itself is one of the coolest levels of the last ten years. You know, bringing up the Wii, that's kind of the interesting thing to me. Like when we're talking about innovation and everything, I feel like that was kind of the downfall of the Wii U, besides the, the piss-poor advertising that I can only uh, point towards, like, there's indie developers that have piss-poor advertising. This fell on that kind of level, where it was yeah, so fucking bad. And, and it was also because there was a lack of any kind of real innovation besides, here's this controller in which you can have your map on, and also, it'll lag really fucking bad if you hold it the wrong way right. in the wrong room. And everybody's, and everybody's doing that. They're just doing it the smart way and doing it with, like, a tablet. Like, or uh, an optional. Instead of just, you know, you know, or, or like, Sony doing it with the Vita. I mean, they're doing it in a smart way. Instead of making you buy this extra piece of hardware that comes with the system and is required, oh, it basically yeah. jacks the cost up of it. Um, basically, you're getting... <clears throat> you know, an Xbox 360 or PS3 that has a fucking tablet attached to it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, like, I still feel like there's not a lot of innovation on the uh, PlayStation 4 or Xbox One front. I'm obviously more on the side of PlayStation 4 because of the love for indies and what they're doing that for indies. That you can indies already play on your PC. That you can already play on your PC, but will actually have new things added for the PS4 or introduce themselves to a new audience. Few. Well, yeah, of course, but they're but they're introducing them to a new audience at the same time to those people that are only console gamers and that who knows they might give it a shot. So like I mean, very doubtful. Like what? But, very doubtful. Well, you did you did forget to mention something. There is the Steam Box coming out too. Okay. Whatever the, the Steam Machine, but I'm still going to call it the Steam Box. Damn it. Yeah, there's the Steam Machine coming, but I don't feel like that really. I don't feel like that's trying to be competition in any sort of way. I, I feel like it's trying to... supposed to appeal to. Is that just so yes, supposed to That's what to I've been saying all along. It's yeah. appeal to us and to people with laptops and shit like that. I feel like it's supposed to appeal to people like that. I, I think it's going to appeal to me who wants to play PC games but wants to do it with a controller um, and would Which rather I get up their TV. I mean, that's... I don't know. I can't wrap my head around that controller. See, I do, I do this all on my, like right now, and that controller is like for RTSs and shit. That's not for like playing an action game with. But with the, I imagine with the Steam Box, you could still, I would say, technically use a 360 controller. Yeah, you can. They're, they've already said that you can. Yeah. Like the beauty of that thing is, I don't know because I already do that. I play on a television with my computer hooked up to it in big picture mode with a 360 controller. Exactly. I mean, that's that's how I want to play games. I basically want the console experience, but I want the, I guess, diversity of a PC. Yeah. The utility like, of the power, yeah. The, the, the whole thing with the Steam machines is, I don't think it's supposed to be about innovation. I think it's supposed to be reaching out to a certain audience. Like, that's why they're not mass-producing these things. I think they're actually making them by the order, at least that's what I understood, was, like, when you want one, they'll build it and send it out immediately. Well, technically, from what I understand, you don't even need that. It's pretty much an OS that you can get. Yeah, you can do uh, that, too. Proprietary uh, your, hardware for him. Yeah. I, I believe they'll actually be putting that, like, integrating that in the Steam, uh, in some kind of update yeah. also. I, cer- I certainly hope they make it viable as an actual OS and not just as a, as a uh, Steam um, game manager OS. 
Because I'd be interested in trying some uh, different kind of freeware um, uh, operating system rather than switching off of Windows 7. It, who knows what could happen with that. But the point with that is, like, I don't think this is about innovation. I think that's about reaching out to a new audience. And the topic that we're on is about the lack of innovation and the complete uh, disregard for those people that were something brand new out of that series. I would... Honestly, I would like to see some kind of new life breathed into uh, the Call of Duty franchise. I would like to not see Battlefield have to be compared to Call of Duty because Battlefield's doing it better. And they always yeah, have. I, I will but, agree, Battlefield is doing the multiplayer better, but their single player stuff is not. I, I'm not going to lie. Everybody that I've seen today on Call of Duty on Steam, it says Call of Duty multiplayer after a hype. Exactly. So, like. And nobody cares about the story. The story's not what matters to these people. And Battlefield it sucks just because amazing. that's that's what matters to someone like me. But it doesn't matter to the developers either. I mean, they've yeah. proven that a million times that that's not what matters to them. Well, let's remember. Let's remember what spawned the modern warfare phenomena too. It was back in two thousand and eight. We are on World War Two fatigue. Oh God, yeah. And then all of a sudden, modern warfare came out and. I personally didn't care for it, but it everybody embraced it, mm -hmm. and it became what it is. So and who knows? I'd love to go back to World War II at this point. I really would. Well, I'd rather <laughs> maybe not... explore a different world, like you know, Six Days in Fallujah, but whatever. Or just wait until Destiny comes out, because holy fucking oh, shit! Oh fuck, dude, Destiny I... looks amazing. I vegged out the other day watching like three hours of footage on Destiny, and the thing is, that game's not like super innovative. It's basically Borderlands. Like, it... yeah, basically, it, it marries a lot of different ideas. And you know, basically I merges think, a bunch of stuff. It basically like merges like Halo and Borderlands, and yeah, I think people forgot how good Bungie was at making games. I I did because all did. they were doing was Halo for ten years. Well, the Halo games actually, if you look back on them, uh, they they pretty much have what Eric kind of wanted. They they look familiar Only if, you know, if you're not paying attention, but they do change like significantly from game to game to game. But they're also not yearly releases. There's uh, three years between each of them. Everybody missed my Oni two joke. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the the Halo games did change like pretty drastically. Yeah, yeah, I yeah yeah I can see that. Like that that was kind of a different thing, and now that's gone, and it's in the hands of somebody else that's actually trying to three, do four, something. Three four three was. They're doing um, something good with it. I mean, yeah. they're they're basically bungee to back to make it. I right? really did. I don't like Halo, and I liked Halo Four. I don't like Halo, and I managed to make it all the way through Reach. So I think I think ODST was incredibly underrated. Like the single player experience ODST was, yeah, was incredibly, incredibly bad and a waste of I, that, money. <laughs> I thought that single player was. I, mean, I thought the campaign was really cool. Yeah. I, I just like th those are the kinds of things though. Like you see games that can take something that they've obviously been inspired by. Like Destiny, I feel like was an obvious, obviously inspired by. Uh, Borderlands 2. It, obviously, it had to be because of the, the types of loot that you're getting and how the loot works out in it, the levels of the characters. I mean, even then, Borderlands 2 is an evolution of Diablo format. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... No uh, fucking doubt. And uh, honestly, I like it better. Just to talk about Diablo for a second, <laughs> I fucking heard it's great on consoles compared to the PC. That's yeah. They balanced it. They balanced it not around a freaking real money payment uh, auction yeah. house. And yeah, that was Blizzard's, the biggest issue. <laughs> yeah, Blizzard's taking that off in next year. 
Yeah. So, like, they had this failed-ass experiment. I, I do actually really want to play that on consoles, so I'll probably end up getting it for PS4 when it's out for that. See, that's the weird fucking thing to me, though. It's like, my problem with Diablo 3, I tried to play Diablo 3, and I feel like Torchlight 2 beat them to the punch of, like, changing something and or giving people what they wanted. Like, they didn't get enough of Diablo 2. I never got enough of Diablo 2. So Torchlight 2 was perfect for me. Diablo 3 tried to make a difference in it, but they kind of whiffed, I feel like. Like, they yeah, really yeah. screwed up. So you're saying that's kind of an example of the opposite of what we were talking about Exactly. Before. Like, there's a difference between not getting enough of something and having way too much of it. And, and I up. feel like we're getting more of the latter. We're getting way too much of the Assassin's Creed, the Forza's, the... And then there's creativity overload. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's creativity overload. Uh, uh, at least, at least with Forza, um, maybe not between four and five, but between like Horizons, like with them doing that, they were trying to do something different, which I enjoyed because I actually enjoyed Horizons, even though I don't like the normal Forza games. Yeah, that I, uh, I am curious as to how that's going to play out because this is the first year that we are going to see Forza and Gran Turismo come out in the same year. And Drive Club and oh, Gran Turismo. Oh, well, Drive Club will be out this this year. But. Oh. I haven't heard anything good about Drive Club. I've heard nothing yeah. but bad recently. So really, yeah, there's there's a lot of talk. Like you can listen to a lot of different podcasts where they just went and played it and they weren't too happy. That's probably uh, why Evolution that. should just make another MotorStorm game. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree completely. Yeah, I, I think instead awesome. of trying to do try, trying to do the same thing that Gran Turismo is doing. Um, from the same company. I mean, that's fucking stupid to me. They should be doing something, if it's not MotorStorm, but something different, because um, at least it'll differentiate itself, and, you know, you won't get the pissy Gran Turismo fans. Because yeah. you know Red there's going to be a fucking Gran Turismo for the PS4, whether it's, you know, Gran Turismo 6, six like, six redone, or, you know, whatever they want to fucking call it. You know, you know like I still think poly, poly, polyphony, or polyphony, or... There no, we'll just go with polyphony, because that's just funny. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> I still think they should make um, what did what did they make? What was that tourist tourist trophy? Oh, that, that motorcycle God. game. Yep. They need to make another one of those. Mm, that'd be the best. I wish they would stop making games, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't come out until twenty twenty five. But yeah, well, Japanese studios do have that problem. Zing. Yeah, let me. I'll, I'll go call up Japan Studio. Ask them how Last Guardian's coming along. Now, while we're talking about... That'll never come out. Well, kind of on the same subject of not getting enough of something, <clears throat> I, there's certain games that do it so well that have innovated on something, and it could have been, like, so fucking nostalgic. Like, The Binding of Isaac, which is possibly my favorite game of all time, it, it basically was just Zelda. Like, the inside dungeons of the original Zelda games. And I can't get enough of that game. And currently, I've been on blackout on the binding of isaac because here soon we're going to get the rebirth which is going to be basically the same fucking game with different graphics not in a flash engine and i will i don't think i'll ever get enough of that like this is kind of the problem that we run into where there's a lot of things that have done it so many times over and over again that it really wears us out to the point where we get these games that have done things in the past that are a little bit new and put into a different world that we really love. Like, Dive Kick was a fighting game. Fighting games have been done to death. In which, Jovan, I'm not trying to... It was rip also a parody. Yeah, yeah, it was also a parody, but was something brand new and really caught fire 
because it was so fucking funny and brand new. Like, these are the kinds of things that we need more of if we're going to have to recycle ideas over and over again. I feel like... You should give Grand Theft Auto a try, then. (laughs) No, I'm serious. The game is absolutely amazing. I've only... If you're looking for something familiar but fresh, Grand Theft Auto. I mean, it's parody. It's hilarious. It's definitely worth a try. Well, there's a recent job posting from Rockstar about a very familiar franchise or a highly critically acclaimed franchise that was decently recent that is they're looking for the voice talent for. So, Fuck yeah, Bully 2. Okay, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Awards uh, 2. And, either Red Dead or Bully. And, and I'm expecting... I want, I want Bully 2. Bully 1 was one of my favorite games. Wait, ever. you said they're looking for voice actors? I believe they said they were looking for voice actors. So my guess is that it's going to be Red Dead 2 with a completely different story. Or Red Dead 3. Or that's cool. shut up, get out of here. If you, if you want to keep, when was Red Dead last come out? Because I mean, if they keep the same, yep, twenty ten. So yeah, I guess it wouldn't be that far off because they get a five year uh, release schedule for their Grand Theft Auto games. So that'd be about right for the Red Dead. They only make one game a year too. So yeah, one game every console generation. You mean? <laughs> I, I feel like Bully's just starting to catch fire again to the point where it would be really smart to go for a Bully too, but. I, I mean, out of the box, thinking I'm hoping for a Warriors too because Warriors is fucking amazing. <laughs> Warriors is really fucking fun. Yeah, it, it the movie was. Is yeah, awesome. it was the movie basically, and that I love that movie. Like State I of, State of Emergency head. Three. Please, State of Emergency Three. The soundtrack will be all Murder Dells. I'll be totally in. I fucking 1976 six six. I was born I a bastard I mean, and a son of a bitch. Maybe. And I was, it, it might have been the fact that I was a teenager and dumb, but like I had a lot of fun playing State of Emergency. Me too. I, I sat there and I listened to Murder Dolls and played State of Emergency. It was the best fucking experience I ever had. Yeah, I mean, like uh, all I, you did was like fucking just run around and kill people. I mean, it, that's all it was. But you know, just like American fun. society. Yeah. You know, whatever. But but I feel like these are the kinds of things that we're missing out on, and and we have such high hopes for those people that do innovate. Where we hope for certain games from Rockstar, and Half Life Three. Uh, we hope for Half Life Three, which this fact I just got a boner. I'm trying to lean over so it doesn't get too engorged. I'm still amazed that wasn't the third announcement when the, they did a three announcement for Steam. There's, Valve is just you know assholes. <laughs> They're not going to announce Half-Life 3 until Source Engine 3 is available. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, but until they, they announced that. You know they were teasing it when they were announcing the Steam machine and with, like, the three days of oh, announcement. Yeah, they were. Dude, people are, people have been yeah. waiting for this game. People have been waiting for this game for years, and they're going to play we're officially it. A decade, we're officially a decade away from Half-Life 2 now. So. Yeah, it's like people are going to play this game and it's going to be like two hours long. <laughs> and, and it'll be the best two fucking hours ever. Maybe we'll finally figure out what's the deal with G-Man. Is he God? No. I think he's an angel. That's always like been my theory. Duke Nukem Forever. That's not going to happen. Half-Life Forever? That's Ooh. that's not going to happen. It's it taken could. it's <laughs> taken them forever, but it's not going to happen. Three, so that's that's the difference there. Valve, like I said, I I said this before. Half Life Three is going to come out when when the next Source Engine comes out. I agree. Oh, yeah, I, I agree too. But on top of that, like Triple H, they know what's best for this. They have a good pedigree. Dude, I swear <laughs> to fucking Christ. I heard, like, this was the first draw I've watched since SummerSlam. I'm sorry. And I heard, because that's what's best for business, like, 50 <laughs> fucking times from the announcement. 
And I was like, are you guys fucking kidding me? Really? There's a good reason why I haven't watched it in like three weeks. The last time I watched it was actually listening to it through Jovan's speakers while we were playing Borderlands 2. That's the best way to watch Raw, by the way. Play Borderlands 2 with Jovan if you can actually get him on that fucker. (laughs) Just listen to it and talk to him about it during it because it's the most fun you'll ever fucking have. It was annoying as shit. Hey, well, then you don't know what's best for business. Obviously, or in Stephanie McMahon's case, what's breast for business? What's breast for business? My husband. Oh my god. Double H. Uh. So yeah, I, I feel like that's basically the end of this conversation, though. I I, I think that uh, the moral of the story is we need more innovation. If you're going to ha- be inspired by something, and you think that you have a different idea for it, do that. Like that's where the indie community has to be reached out to. That's where you have to look at them for those types of things. While AAA games, their version of in, uh, innovation is usually trying to build around the system that they have. And some of them fucking nail it. Uh, and others fall flat and will completely recycle cutscenes from the last game. Like Mad- Adam Sessler says it best. How am I going to miss you if you never go away? Sing. So, like, like, like Madden, like... I forget which one it was. I think it was like last year's where we were just like talking about. And we've improved the presentation so much you can see the actual grass on the turf. On the I mean, turf at, of the at a certain point, Madden's gonna like Madden. Madden hits a wall because it's it's a sport. It's like no, there's only so much they can change. Like there's there's no way to really innovate a game like it's that. You know, no competition either. It's like right. No, no, they're going to now because they lost a class action lawsuit. Monopoly. Well, oh really? So yeah, uh, that was uh, that was uh, about in summer, right when I joined you guys. About okay. Um, I forget who filed the suit, but yeah, they 2K. don't have a contract with the NFL anymore. Probably two K. Yeah, well, most likely two K. is done now. Um, yeah, so, NCAA is also done, but that's all right because the last couple have sucked from what I heard. So, do we want to end this episode here? End it over there. Do, who wants? <laughs> yeah. Does anybody have anything they want to say besides make some innovations, quit doing the same shit over and over again? Uh, WWE 2K14, you're not allowed to change camera angles on the. Um... Yeah, those games don't change very much. We know what to expect. <laughs> no, they don't change very much. They have horrible hair, uh, and Roman Reigns still has a really awesome spear. Pretty much, yeah. Um... I mean, 2K14, it's it's a good game. If you haven't played, like, the past couple years... It's, yeah, like, I haven't played the past couple the years. It's the best WWE game on the system, for sure. Um, but, if, if I mean, if you have played 13, it's not going to be a huge difference. Yeah. Like, I, I, just, I just like the realistic streak mode where Undertaker fights everybody. Yeah. Just like real life. You know, he fought everybody. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, Has he been around longer than any other wrestler? No. Um, no. Rick sure? Because it feels like it. Ric Flair, I think. Yeah, Ric Flair. Oh, wait, no, no, Bob Backlund's still wrestling. Bob Backlund, <laughs> I think, it would be the winner. Well, I mean, he's been around for an amount of time, like, in the same place for probably longer than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, the Rock's boob job has been around for a long time now. Um, but does anybody have anything else they want to add? I'm good. Greg? Uh, Sandy, uh, football rules. Say la vie. Greg? <laughs> where, where can people find you? 
It's uh, spiderduck.net. Michael Hewitt. Yes. Where can people find you besides not on Borderlands 2 with me? Uh, spiderduck.net. And I am uh, always streaming. Well, I shouldn't say always. About two, uh, three to four times a week, I'm always streaming on our uh, Spiderduck network. Not streaming Borderlands 2 with me, by the way. I have, but I can't just stream the same thing every time. <clears throat> Trevor Oz. Uh, yeah, I'm... Where, wait, 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 wait. Where can people find you besides not around any of us? Uh, you can talk to me on Twitter, <laughs> at Trevor Oz. That's T-R-E-V-O-R-O-S-Z. Um, so you definitely do that. Yes, ladies, um, he's a wizard. And I've been doing, I've been doing podcasts, um... The podcasting side of the Spider Deck Network is thriving again. Um, we have uh, some new additions like Zed Radio, done by Gregory, um, which is worth checking out. Oh, shit, I'm supposed to be dead. Fuck. I just forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, um, also, uh, there's also the Woodbury Review, talking Walking Dead, that I do with Ronnie Starks. Um, we talk about Walking Dead each week, um, and that's doing really that's well. Very short conversations. And <laughs> everybody loves Javon with the burn. <laughs> Damn it. Not 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 to not to discuss. And then we also uh, the show. Trevor and Ian talk show did just return, which um, is so weird to me. And it's it was a lot of fun actually. It's uh, last the latest episode is like two hours long. So it's on iTunes, right? Yes, all of it's on iTunes. If you search for Spider Duck, all of our great <laughs> shows are on iTunes. Great shows. All. <laughs> <laughs> this show sucks. <laughs> Jovan, where can people find you? Uh, uh, I'm at the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, yes, that's true. That is obvious. He was uh, the original Nature Boy, the the original Black Nature Boy. I, there was a Black Nature Boy, and I can't he's, think of his name. Scoot Andrews? Scoot Andrews, thank you. God damn it, I couldn't remember his name. I was like, Anderson? No. Scoot Andrews. I'm going to take down the aces in eight. Because there's two members left. Yeah. Get it, girl. So you you can also find him at 8-Bit Dragon. He's the uh, black luchador with the great black luchador mask. If you can find the secret hidden image in that, you win everything ever. And uh, you can also you can also find him in the, the most recent interview that was just posted uh, earlier with Casper uh, Van Est of Speedrunners. So, uh, great game. There. Please try it. It's yeah. on early access. It's fucking great. It's on early Shameless access, but plug. it doesn't feel like early access. It's just fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So go listen to that. That's a short kind of interview where we talk about the word talking and how some people say talking for a second. Uh, you can find me, uh, at Eric Lee Lewis on Twitter. You can find me on Borderlands 2 every fucking second ever. Uh, my really. gamer tag on uh, Steam, not called a gamer tag. My Steam name is Indie Luchador, which will change. His Steamer tag. My it's Cleveland Steamer <laughs> tag. Um, you can find me on Borderlands 2 at all times. If you want to come play Borderlands 2, come do that. It'll be smoking fun and all that kind of shit. Um, com, which I believe last time I checked does not work. So there's always IndieLuchador.com um, when it works. Also, go check out Concern Joe, ConcernJoe.com, because fuck, Concern Joe. And listen to me talk to uh, Johnny Utah. 
because Johnny Utah has a great voice and it's weird. So that ends the uh, first episode of bullshitting about game bullshit. We're out.